This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO, and this is the Let's Go Show. Let's go! All right, welcome to the Let's Go Show. Guess who's back? Woo! <laughs> Kevin is back. He quit. Oh, you guys actually did an episode with him? Oh, we Deadpool did. Yeah. Oh, friend. wow. We yeah, talked about it last week. Smart. You quit. Now Smart. you're back. Smart. So, yeah, well, we business. quit you. Lot so of, we let you back. A lot of, <laughs> lot of drama on this big hit podcast. So what are we talking about today? Um, it's going to be like a little lightning round, I think. It's going to be the lightning round. We're going to sort of recap some recap some hot topics in the news and then talk about market sentiment. You know, we, we talked a little bit about um, flexible solutions and sort of the workplace. Last week, which Kevin wasn't here for, <laughs> and this week we're going to do a little continuation towards the end of the show, but uh, we'll do a little lightning round to get things started just because the commercial real estate industry is is in an interesting spot. Um, and let's start with the first one. So I'm going to tee this up. Um, let's talk malls. Mm-hmm. Malls as a whole. Mm-hmm. Bull or bear, Kevin? Um, I think... I don't think it'll look like what it is now. I feel like I'm interested in what people are thinking about as repurposing them, but Into I don't what? know. Like I, a- I don't know enough about malls, frankly. Uh, so I'm not going to be a great. I'm not going to be a great bull, input. Bull on or bear was a question. So a single <laughs> yeah. bull or bear response. Well, because um, I'm going to go bull. I'm going to go bull. Okay, bull. Bullish. Yeah. Well, ding ding ding. We have a winner. So Simon Property Group. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was a true or false. <laughs> I didn't know this was the right answer. Either. We're making things up as we go. <laughs> Simon Property what Group uh, on their latest earnings call collected 90 percent of its net billed rent. So hmm. people are still paying the bills. Um, furthermore, um, Chase, let's get you thinking about this. Simon Property Group Mm. launched a SPAC. You're a big SPAC guy. What do you think about mall driven SPACs? SPACs. I'm a big SPAC guy. You've always been a SPAC guy. (laughs) You've known that. You've known that. Hey, I was one of our earliest investor uh, at the last company, Mark Danino. Yeah. I have like a hundred emails from him from like 2016. Where he's saying there's this SPAC thing mm-hmm. that we should be, you know, he's like, we should be thinking about a SPAC. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, what is he talking about? Yeah. Uh, and now look at him. Like, yeah. Guy, <laughs> guy was ahead of the curve. Um, Did they I SPAC don't, donuts? Was that a SPAC? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Um, they made some money on that. Oh, for sure. So the SPAC, I mean, look, there's the, there's the type of, you know, the problem it alleviates is the banks are running these IPOs and it's basically Bill Gurley from Benchmark. For those of you in commercial real estate, Bill Gurley is a legendary VC at Benchmark, which is a legendary VC firm. And he has been arguing um, heatedly that the IPO process as it's been run is a major wealth transfer from early investors and employees of companies that worked long and hard to build all that value to banks, wealthy clients, because they purposely underprice the IPO. They drive the pop on the first day of trading. Mm. The early investors and employees are locked up, so they can't sell the money that came in, you know, through the bank yeah, the gets to sell day one. Yep. <laughs> they basically make a ton of money leave and all that money is going to the wrong folks. Um, 
So SPACs allow you to circumvent that, obviously. Special purpose acquisition company. You go and raise, it's like a blank check. You go raise money, find a company to, you know, merge into the SPAC, and then they start trading publicly. Um, so the the type of kind of, you know, problem it solves is interesting from a financial instrument perspective. Um, in terms of PropTech and hmm. Simon, who hmm. we, we have so far... Fifth wall announced the well, we'll get that. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get a, we get a bunch oh, of Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. So on malls particularly. <laughs> on malls. Malls. I like that Simon's getting into the SPAC game because it's a it's a thing to talk about. Yeah. Um I think there's some really interesting what I what I haven't seen yet with regards to Simon, you know, is it is this just gonna become a business where you're an asset manager and you're this is a new way to manage financial assets by mm-hmm. running SPACs in an area say retail e-commerce mm. that you're familiar with or are these SPACs going to start to somehow be you know additive to the core business of owning you know retail shopping centers malls like I don't yeah. I don't know enough about that but um the thing that I think is funny about malls is everyone's like the mall is dead and obviously, mm-hmm. the Simon's collections would suggest otherwise. But Kevin also said he was. Did you say bull? Right, a huge bull. Yeah, you're a bull on malls. Yeah. So actually, you didn't say malls were dead. But a lot of people are saying <laughs> malls are dead. Yeah, right. Open <laughs> air shopping centers, like retail, right. like those are huge. W. That's a mall. So yeah, it's so, just outside. So whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, pop the top. Yeah, on existing malls. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. That's right. existing yeah. malls, just convertibles. But it's just funny, you got, like WS development here, which does like Derby Street, um, yeah, Seaport, Market right? Square, yeah. like Seaport downtown. I mean, just bump hot. Yeah, it's just better. They have better things in the retail mm, locations. Right. Like it's more experiential, but you still have shopping and food and like it's all the those. same yeah. thing as a mall. It's literally, it's literally, you just mall. don't walk into but, one right. common and building. The outdoor There's component, no roof. no roof. Right, you Huge can get rained point. on while going store to store. We're right. a mall. No rain. Dry the entire time. That's right. true. I wonder how they deal with that. I'm right. Yeah. So <laughs> it just seems like it's the roof piece because now you go down. We're we're in the Boston area. You go down south of Boston. You remember old it's Independence it's outdoor, Mall where right? you and yeah. I grew up? Yeah. That is now called the Kingston Collection. Yeah. And they're just making it outdoors. <laughs> they're literally <laughs> knocking the roof off. Yeah, and people are like, yeah. have you seen they're getting rid of the mall? I'm like, no, they're getting rid of the roof they're on the mall. Yeah. That is really weird, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah. Patriot Place. Yeah. When I was down in Bonk. Philly over um, Christmas, there was a uh, mall in a town nearby, and it was like yep. high-end shopping, yeah. Apple Store, you know, Starbucks, yada, yada, yada. Just no top on yeah. the mall. Yeah. Yeah. What people, is the problem? People, what is the problem with the mall top? I think the it's just stale, man. I like, think it's people, a bit the big umbrella industry. Mm, oh, yo, the big umbrella lobbying groups <laughs> just pushing groups. for the topless malls there. <laughs> yeah, huh. yeah. Um, I, and yeah. Simon's number one target um, recently for the SPAC is GameStop. <laughs> is it really? No. But that wasn't every mall. That yeah. wasn't every oh, mall. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, so before we get to the fifth wall and a couple of the other real estate SPACs, I was on- The um, mall's the top. Of the mall. Is the, is the fifth yeah. wall the ceiling? It might be. It could it be the floor. Be. I'm this not sure. Get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was on Clubhouse the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, of Let's course you are. Of course, course. Yeah. as a refresher so. for people who didn't listen to the other episode, fifth wall. 
Uh, excuse me. Clubhouse. <laughs> did we talk about Clubhouse? An audio. Yeah, we did. And we said it's terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm in. So it's just an app where people can have conversations and you can listen to those conversations. But the problem isn't the functionality and the concept. It's a good concept. Content. It's the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, crowd. They're the worst. It's, and it's the, it is it seems Silicon like, Valley at its It worst. seems like B, it's like <laughs> B plus people talking about A plus people yeah. while C plus people listen in. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we're in C plus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're so, listening. <laughs> so I was in this room or club or whatever it's called, and they were talking about SPACs. And this gentleman, mm-hmm. blast from the past, Rich Miner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Google, Google Ventures. My guy. Boy. Longtime Bostino fan uh, for a previous company. Yeah. His take on SPACs, um, essentially just a liquidity grab. Mm. Early stage founders, early stage investors, get it while it's hot, Mm -hmm. take your money and run. Hmm. Interesting. How's that? Like, is he saying it's happening earlier in the life cycle of the company? He's basically saying it's it's it's, it's it's a quick way to, again, go around the IPO route. A lot of startups take a long time to realize, right, cash in any sort of founder, early stage, whatever it may be. Uh, so, it's a quick liquidity grab. It's hmm. an easy way to circumvent any process to gain liquidity. And there's so many of them these days at two, 300 million, much smaller companies and sort of maybe non-deserved companies are going out and just cashing. Well, so I wouldn't uh, say non-deserved. So, I think the dynamic that has made SPACs um, credible is a couple of things. Number one... Um, Companies started staying longer because of this, like, the corporate governance and the burden of being public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tremendous. It would, yeah. But also, op- you saw, you saw Tiger cost. and Fidelity. Well, you but saw the opportunity cost late. was we can cut, get into these great companies. There's so much more private capital. Yeah. And the opportunity cost is you can, you can get capital that you used to need to get from the public markets, private. And mm-hmm. you don't have to do all the bullshit yeah. that you have to do on the public markets. Now, I would argue that some of the stuff you do on the public markets is good. Some of the corporate governance and things like that are good for companies. But it's the quarter to quarter grind of not being able to think long term mm-hmm. that was appealing to companies and probably um, beneficial in a lot of ways from a, you know how you operate. Um, now, though, at least from a business model perspective particularly when you look at like SaaS and recurring revenue businesses within technology, public market investors can wrap their head. It's easier to underwrite mm-hmm. and understand how to price it and all those things. Whereas like .com and like these new business models were, you know, super confusing. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, I, you know, we don't know how to price this. Now yeah. everyone knows how to price it. Um, so that that's changed. And there is like an over... It's not that you don't have to think quarter to quarter, but there's a growing movement of, I think, investors and Led companies. Almost by Amazon or Bezos, right? Where he basically said he was going to punt on a few um, for yeah. the long-term health of the business. Right, and he's right? continued to show shareholder value mm-hmm. without just trying to drive quarterly earnings. So, right. um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if we can say, you know, because Amazon does it, this is how everybody <laughs> should be valued, right? right? Like, but... Yeah, so those are the dynamics of SPACs. And there's also a lot of capital probably chasing too few deals. And Mm -hmm. it's got to go somewhere. Um, Hmm. And if you look at just the total amount, like 
the size of the technology industry is still small compared to a lot of other industries, particularly real estate. Real estate is the largest investment asset class on the planet, right? So um, as technology is moving into real estate, you got a lot of capital and there's this, you know, we got to be in technology Mm -hmm. uh, because it's coming and they're right. Rubber's going to meet the road on a lot of the companies that get spacked. And I think it's it's funny to, you know, I've I've been talking to a lot of people. Obviously, Matterport went. That's a great company. Latch went. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people about the different companies that are getting SPAC heat. And like our investors are obviously a part of this in some of their later stage companies. Uh, it's funny to hear how the private kind of earlier stage venture groups are talking about, you know, these big commercial real estate groups coming in with SPAC money Mm -hmm. and like the difference on how they view the companies. I won't mention any names, Mm. but it's gotta be night and day. I was talking to someone and they're like, I mean, this is a, you know, this one company, they're like, it's okay. But these, you know, the people with this SPAC, that SPAC think it's like the next next Amazon. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So there is a lot of money in, in commercial real estate. So what you're saying there might be back. dumb money or not necessarily um there's a new lot to of tech. It. new to tech. Super a smart money in it. commercial, you know, right. real estate. Right. But new and to tech. And is Simon moving um, I didn't read uh, the full article but uh, Simon spec did they They're trying to raise 300. Uh, they don't then, know they don't know targets or or sort of what they're looking at. Yeah. Um but then okay so you got fifth wall right we talked about um yeah. they upped their spec that just began trading FWAA you have two other new SPACs focused on prop tech. Uh, hmm. Quick back of the napkin math is like bill three already, right? There's a billion three right there ready for a special purpose acquisition. So hmm. if well, so wait, hold is, you, you listed fifth wall. So there's fifth wall. There's Simon. Simon. There's uh, Benchmark Real Estate Group, Jordan Vogel and Aaron Feldman plan, plan to file their second SPAC, Property yep. Solutions Acquisition Corp. Yep. And then the other CBRE one. CBRE has one. CBRE. Yeah. I mean, I'm just mentioning the ones that were Tishman. like basically this week, right? Yeah. Oh, um, right. So there's Tishman. There's, there's a handful yeah. of others. Uh, this is just this week. This is just, or whenever this goes live, right? Um, this is the, the moment in time. Uh, the newest players. So there's at least a billion in new capital wow. on this given day. Um, there's got to at least be a handful of bang. What are the companies? Yeah, what, what, is, what, what should they target? What should they be looking at? PropTech is oh. new. Like you mentioned, it's relatively, there, there's a lot of money flooding the market. Where, where do they deploy? Where, what do they, what do they look for? What, what has, what has Tishman and CBRE invested by way of their spec to date? I don't think they've done. Did Tishman was last, right? There's, there's who yeah, did last? Was Tishman live? I'm 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 interested if CBRE if I don't think has done theirs yet, but they oh, well, so well. you raise the SPAC and then you revert pay, find a company to reverse merge. Right. right, I I think probably everybody's gunning for Procore. Um, Chamath Pro, Procore's uh oh mm-hmm. yeah um construction tech site out in California or company out in California. Um, awesome platform, market leader, real scale and revenue hmm. uh and construction is just such a massive industry that yeah. there's still tons of room to grow so i bet a lot of them and the interesting thing is the dynamic will be if you're pro core there's all these spacs that have you know capital that need to find a company yeah you're, you're going to be getting a lot of suitors you know yeah. just like you know good terms. pitch on to win the ipo right right um so i bet you pro cores uh Procore's top of top. Are they going to do thematics? I'm assuming like like a, a venture fund would do thematics, right? Based on their team or their. 
philosophy at, at some point, all right, Tishman is only going to be looking at prop tech, or they're only going to be looking at solutions that involve construction, or maybe yeah. like a group like JLL, we're only focusing on things that make property management better, that yep. kind of thing. I'm yep. curious to see what they'll end up doing there. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see within prop tech if they get thematic or if they just keep it broad based. I'm sure with like certain investors on the public markets, they might go more broad. Um, yeah. But yeah, SPAC attack, man. SPAC attack. There's a lot of capital, which is what, what's going to happen downstream is it's going to push up pricing for the winners in prop tech categories as a whole. Oh, yeah. for sure. Big time. No, when we just think about uh, a company that maybe looks like us going to their venture group for oh, yeah. their next round, they say, thank you, well, investors. We now look have at all this money waiting for, you know, yes. the winners and categories right. that from a TAM perspective are big. Right. So that's good news. That's, that's good news for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's a win, win, win. It's good news. Ooh, for three everybody. wins. Three win. Three wins. <laughs> um, so let's so so let's talk about and I want to do this again now that we got Kevin back, um, <laughs> which is great. Um, let's talk. So remote. I, you know, I hate to continue to bring it up, but remote's sure. still hot, right? Remote's still hot. Remote, remote work. Um, yep. Recently, Salesforce. So we talked. We, we talked about. Yes, drift. yeah, yeah. We're here yep. for the drift one, right? Yep. Digital first. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. When's the ebook coming up? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, Salesforce. Yep. Big headlines. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the headline because the didn't headline, they just build like a multi-billion-dollar building that's leaning yeah, like in, in San, San Francisco? Francisco. The, right. The, 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 the largest. New York, the Salesforce Tower. Yes, and, and now they're all remote. I believe- oh, not yet. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, sorry, sorry. Spoiler. The, oh, what's that like? <laughs> Salesforce to allow remote work for most staff permanently. Most Salesforce employees to work remotely at least part time after the pandemic. So they're actually so starting not, to pull back some of the so headlines. Not permanently. If you remote. actually read the article, which <laughs> not a lot of people do, so you look at the headline, you're like, ah, shit. Where did Salesforce is going fully remote, right? Yeah. Uh, Wall Street <laughs> Journal, a handful of people. Oh, wow. The first sentence of the article says, well, we're still going to have people in at least two days a week. Was there any I guidance don't believe on who that they qualifies did? as permanently remote. So <laughs> what is Salesforce? What, you know, this what, is what more they, of a posture. This is more of a, a PR posturing, right? discussion yeah. of the news, the state yeah. of the news industry. And we don't want to talk about that because yeah. we, we got out of that we, business yeah. for a reason. But and here yeah, we are. Uh, I don't think yeah. if you're required to be in office two days a week, you're permanently remote. Remote. Yeah. Um, they go to mention that Salesforce has continued to expand its space. In the Salesforce Towers, which you mentioned, they're continuing mm-hmm. to invest in physical space. Um, so, I don't know. I think people were grasping at straws, but it's clear that Salesforce is not going permanently remote. I guarantee but why you the PR is, push? Why the yeah, PR because push? because in, in a company the size of Salesforce or Facebook or Google, you're they're all interviewing a lot of the same talent pool. And I'm sure the HR teams there, which are insanely data driven mm-hmm. are saying you know in 50% or 60% or whatever the number 25% more than before candidates are asking about, about our remote, remote work mm-hmm. or flex work let's policy. go out there and flex. we have to yeah, yeah and we have to be facebook zuckerberg came out 30 days in and was like 
we're remote. And then, and everybody was like, Hey, cool. Facebook, you can work there and, you know, basically not work and not go in. Um, yeah, you get the people out in Silicon Valley with multiple engineering ba- jobs. Buried in that, jobs. you know, long diatribe is, oh, and by the way, you're all getting paid less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think it's just uh, these companies are so big and you're talking about like their, their talent funnel needs yeah. to be so big to continue to like they're hiring what thousands of people a thousand people a quarter probably i don't know more than that um so it's just i'm sure they have to play the pr game i think a fun game for us to play is over under over under uh i'll put it at n december 31st 2022 before the first headline comes out either we'll stick with We're fang plus salesforce yeah. uh and you could have just big said tech. fangs uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean show's over with that. that's the, that's the show right there <laughs> that's a media guy right here so all right we'll play fangs plus <laughs> where first headline is um facebook amazon apple netflix google for we are folks yeah. we are going to be a leader in workplace culture mm-hmm. and we're we're we are starting to be deliberate about i think that happens before four days so you're saying year. under on december 31st 2020 i think it happens before the end of this year right right Whoa. like uh i think uh people are gonna shake out the cobwebs of the pandemic you know sometime fall right and i think very quickly people are gonna be like all right, let's ratchet this back up again. Mm-hmm. Let's get our innovative clusters back together. So I'll go over on this year, and I'll probably, probably said, go. Dude, you don't get to reset the bar. Oh, I said what? December 31st, 2022. Yeah, but then he Kevin said, said this year. Well, yeah, that's but that's under. his prediction. I'm aggressively, I'm, I'm aggressively under. You're aggressively <laughs> yeah, under. He's aggressively <laughs> under. Um, all right, I'll go. Uh, I, mm, I will go. Headlines or act or acti- activity? I'll go Head, over. Headlines. Headlines. Headlines are tough. Yeah. Because activity, they're going to be up. pulling people back in way before that. I think. Um, I'm, I'm so you're saying, so you're saying, what you're betting. I'll go over. I'll go over. I'll go over. You're betting I, when I, the PR push comes to get people, uh, the HR, hey, we've got a, a collaborative workspace, not like yes. the inverse, what we just when saw. When somebody is like, the way to differentiate is same, you're in. So I'll, I'll, we I'll do go, that before I'll the go over. Well, oh, yeah, but we're not there. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Only just Fang. Only it's just Fang. Fang. Z- 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 okay. Tough to get eight an H in there. We'll work on yeah. that. <laughs> Fang. Uh, <laughs> I'll go over, and here's why. Um, so, so all these companies are coming out, right? Uh, we're going to go remote. They are also going to make significant changes over the next, call it six to 12 months. To their offices, construction changes, physical changes to the office, mm, right? Yeah. They're going to prepare for whatever they just decided. Two days a week, remote. What does it look like? I think in a very short, less than two years, they will start to revert back. But just the construction cycle that it will take them to mm. undo sort of what they had done to make it somewhat remote first will push it over. I think activity, I think people will be back in. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to start to make those announcements 
right around that time, December 2022, just because of the life cycle of perhaps leases or new leases or construction. Everything will be a little bit more delayed to what the activity Hmm. will have. Yeah, I'm saying just under. Just under. Just under because the simp, so TI, all that stuff makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. That moves at a certain pace. But I think you see some people are thinking, all right, we got to compete for talent now because talent wants flexibility. Um, And more and more of what I hear is people want uh, large employers, HR groups are saying people want their cake and eat it too, right? Like you want to have, basically you want to be able to choose when you go in and Mm -hmm. most people are landing at like two days a week going into work, but you also want a dedicated space. A lot of people don't, don't want to not have their own space when they are in work is what I'm hearing on a ton of calls from HR people, number one. So the to compete for talent, you're coming out saying we're remote, permanent, which means two days a week. And like, you know, they're all coming up with these screwy messages to mm-hmm. essentially tell the people what they want. Um, from a productivity standpoint, I've continued to harp on IBM. IBM went fully remote 2009. And then brought everybody back 2014. So you think of a five-year life cycle. And the reason they did that was because they just, they got passed in market in a lot of ways from innovation competitive standpoint. I would love to know what their data internally that pointed to, it's 100% because everyone's remote. You know, like what were the metrics they were looking at vis-a-vis productivity? So Yahoo has this, Yahoo has this. They were looking at... um, they were like, like, I think it was as simple as like keystrokes and commits and, and like, oh, wow. What okay. Get wow. Yeah, and then yeah. no, there was no activity. Huh. So they, they did get as wow. granular as that. But I don't know what IBM had. Yeah. That was yeah. in a recent article. Yeah. And I think it'll be leveled up where it's, um, you know, it's very much product metrics, like new product sales, you know, market share of, you know, emerging categories that you need to put, like be winning in things yeah. like that. Um, and I think it's, it starts to catch up where 21, back half of 21, like some people start going back. And throughout 2022 is when you start to see leakage in like, like the Facebooks of the world are, they're not going to get caught in a three to five year cycle being like, we woke up three to five, like, oh, no, they're, no. they're efficient. Yeah. Like they know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. they'll know. So that's where I'm seeing, uh, I think it's like fall of 22 where the message starts to be massaged. Like, you know, we are going to be leading in workplace experience as we've seen that employee yeah. happiness is better when you get the perks of an excellent workplace and team and collaboration and productivity while we try to minimize for things like commute and like yep. work-life balance and Let's Stuff be efficient like across the world. I mean, let's take what worked well pre-pandemic and let's take the few things that did work well in the remote world, right? And, and let's let's have a learnings of, yeah. of sort of everything. I Which think I the, actually bought. Right? Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. I, I think, think a lot of people would take less money at their positions to be I think that's to be remote. Yeah. I think that's I think that's proven. I think I think yeah. there have been yeah. studies yeah. where flexibility people will take pay cuts for flexibility well, for sure. Yes. Um, I think the problem with that, another thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about is um those are not top performers. Uh, yeah, that Over, makes sense. Overwhelmingly, they're not the top performers. Yeah, edge players on a team. Yeah, and when you think about it, for people that want to, like when you're over-indexing on, say, like I'm more than happy to give up 
certain things so that I can be less a part of what I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a certain mindset that doesn't usually correlate with top performer. It doesn't mean it can't. No, no. Uh, I, you yes. have certain you designers have an ambition. or engineers, usually individual contributors who are just weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have a salesperson that lone wolf. Um, but those are unique cases. Yeah. I don't think someone who's going to create significant enterprise value wants to be best in, you know, the top sales rep, the top design, the leader of the team, the person who, you know, wants to move up, do those things. Like usually they're not like, yeah, I'll take less to, to hang back. And take a back seat on a mm-hmm. thing that I might have mm-hmm. right. ambition or ego to drive mm-hmm. me to lead. So, and knowing that, I think these large organizations are so sophisticated that they start to, um, as indicators in the interview process, feel that Assa- out. Yeah, mm. assess for like, that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this yeah. person want to be in? Do they want to be yeah. a part of the team? Are they trying to get here? <laughs> Going like, into an interview, listen, I'm willing to take less than what I previously told you if I can stay home and work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not as interested in that. Just, no, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure Amazon is like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? I like your vibe, dude. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you have the opportunity. We got here with that attitude <laughs> for as much as four people. Right underneath you. Underneath. Yeah. Um, what about like a kicker? For, um, hey, you're going to be, uh, here's your salary if you're in three days a week out of the five. Here's- no, I mean, because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't immediately mean productivity, right? right? Like, value, everything's value-based. Value like, sure. these companies, these Onboarding's big- faster for those new people. But I think there's, in there's there more for- perks in general and there's more amenities and perks in, in the office anyway. So, you, you could you could make the assumption. And, and as a oh, company, you spend much you. more money on I that individual. So, yeah. coming into the office, there's coffees, there's lunches, there's all that stuff. So, oh, the coffee's out. Whatever it is. Coffee's out? Yeah, the coffee's out. I'm just, on that. He did? Oh, uh, Okay. Boom. I wish you weren't such a liar. So, so you know, what's that What's that mean? Like, uh, you would be a millionaire if you didn't spend, like, five bucks. The millennials, the, the boomers tell the millennials, like, five bucks on Starbucks every day. Yeah, yeah, So, that's a million, that's a million dollars added to your package for having that coffee. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. think about it that way. Uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, I think the biggest thing for all these companies, and we're hearing in market, is no matter what the decision, the fangs, mm-hmm. um, no matter what the decision is today, they are being pressured to just put a decision out to the market. I think the biggest thing and the yeah, most frustrating totally. is uncertainty, right, yep. for employees. Mm-hmm. So they're going to continue to come out every three months, every nine months, every six months, whatever it is, until we have a clear path out of this pandemic. They're going to ha- they're going to be making decisions, right mm-hmm. or wrong. They'll yeah. reverse them, yep. hands down. Yeah. Um, okay. And they do, and they they again they deal in such large populations right. that so many like parental care, like childcare coverage. Like yeah, they're dealing with multiple states, multiple countries, like everything's different. Like they, I mean, and now they have massive HR teams, but like there's a cost savings to be like, all right, we're simply going to punt, punt on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Let's yeah. not uh, spin our wheels and yeah, internal. Yeah. Rather than trying to tailor, all right, California is never going to be open ever again. So right. we have to have one policy for that. And right. Florida's completely back open. Right. These are global companies. Yeah. No, yeah. By the way, did you see Brady chuck the uh, Super Bowl trophy off the boat yeah, yesterday? He's awesome. That, yeah, he's so that was so cool. He doesn't care. He's he's so looked, like, if this gets he looked lost, tuned he's got, coming he's, off that he's boat. He's got so many of those, he doesn't care. He, no, yeah, he was lost. He's got more sauce. than any other. Yeah, team. he was yeah. lost right in there. He's cool. Anyway, Are you a Jared Leto fan? Jared Leto fan. Interesting question. Uh, and no. An important one. As no. A 
You I think last no. week, but not at all. Leto fan. Thirty um, seconds of summer. Whoa! Like, no, he is an absolute. Star. No, I think I think My I think vibe. he's he's kind of like a uh, whatever a talented a, a, artist, maybe a mimbo. <laughs> uh, uh, he kind of looks. Yeah, but he plays ditzy. that, but he's not. Oh, so he's a real artist? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his poetry is fantastic. So he's playing um, Newman in the WeWork movie. Did you know? WeWork miniseries. 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 I don't know what it is. I thought you meant Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> like, I was like, what? What are they doing a remake and Leto playing yeah, WeWork miniseries? Anyway, so it does most, come back to PropTech. In his wow. most courageous that, performance. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm on board Newman. with that. Yeah, I'll so watch that. to a Leto. I, I will watch yeah, that movie. With Anne Hathaway, which I know you're Anne a fan. Hathaway's going to be yeah, Of course. Of right, course. Right, yeah, so of course. Adam Newman yeah, played by Leto. That's fantastic. Miniseries coming soon. Yeah, huge. Who's producing? PropTech. I am. PropTech. <laughs> PropTech. PropTech. Uh, it's a spec, actually. They're going to spec. A little spec. That's how they're going to get the funding. Uh, yeah. No, I think Newman's underwriting the entire thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wonder how he'll be portrayed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I don't know. We're almost running out of time, I think. Let's, let's uh, you know, let, let's, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is a good idea or a bad idea. I guess we'll just play with it. Uh, let's end, <laughs> we'll find let's, out. Let's end, let's end the, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about each week. Let's talk about change the market sentiment, right? So we're on a week to week basis here. There's, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things changing very quickly in commercial real estate and technology. You know, um, you know, cases are on the decline here in Massachusetts. Occupancy, you know, we, we've, Governor Baker sort of decides you know, how many folks can come in. They just uh, lifted some of those restrictions. So um, things look to be improving. So, you know, real quick before we, uh, before we, before we cut off or whatever, spend a few minutes on what you're hearing in the market. It's maybe Boston, maybe sort of globally on commercial real estate as a whole and, and perhaps prop tech. Um, okay. On the spot. Ooh. And this might, this so might be quick, a terrible segment. Quick I don't know. Quick hit that I heard <laughs> on the, Gossip. on the coronavirus front. Uh, this is good. <laughs> okay. Good news. Don't go all John Nash on in this. The last week, <laughs> in the last week, 10 times more people have received a vaccine shot than have gotten COVID. Yo, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. My I, folks are I all done. You're going to have to really dig in the, in the public forum to, to find, find that. that information. Uh-huh. But it's... Where'd you find it? I dig. Dug. Okay, yeah. you dig. I'm you a digger. Dug. Okay. Yeah. Shovel. Got yeah. it. <laughs> um, so there's that. That's good news. Cumulative. Mm-hmm. The number of people who have received a vaccine shot is now higher, twenty six point four million or something like that. We'll fact check compared to twenty six point three million people who've who have had gotten it. COVID. So cumulative, we've passed. Americans have received it, right? U.S. Yeah, U.S. Um, one dose, single dose, fifty something million dose. people it was a globally, dose? I believe, have received a shot. So, um, and a bunch of those people have received two. Yeah, I don't know what the percentage is, but so all right. Overall, Banner, good good news on the vid. Look at Banner, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dialing that down into commercial real estate, what's interesting is a lot of different information coming out of different markets. Okay. Miami booming. Florida's booming. Florida's right? I mean, Florida's we saw a lot that of fun. from the, it, the Brady videos. Like, yeah. They had a great 2020. They've got it going Florida, on right Florida now. had a good yep. 2020. Um. Boston here, surprisingly, and you've got some of this information, it's not as uh, not as shaky from a real estate perspective mm-hmm. as it seems. Yeah. Um, 
It's, 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 I mean, it's sound. It's honestly, it's a sound uh, commercial wise, right? Retail is an entirely different story, right? Retail is in trouble. We know that we need to open up. We got to get back. We got to support our restaurants. Um, collections are still at above 99% um, on the commercial side. That's huge. The fundamentals are there. Um, now, I will say occupancy, which is interesting, occupancy rates were coming back quite a bit in the fall. Yeah. Um, they, you know, basically took a dive yep. during the holidays and in January with the spike, we saw that. Um, limited data set first couple of days in February as we're starting to see talk about a market absolutely spiking again. So the sentiment here, at least in Boston and New York, where some of this data set comes from, is more and more people are starting to charge back, right? That could be because of, you know, the holidays are over. That could be because of all the, um, uh, you know, success with the vaccine. COVID cases are declining, but it really looks like you know we're gonna we're gonna start to start to see um, somewhat of a back to normal uh, in the urban areas here. And they thought some of the folks you talked to said there'll be contraction, obviously. Yeah, so subs and people taking some less space. But yeah. there's a bunch of larger tenants looking for deals right now. Yes, well, totally. Do you know how much? What's what? Didn't you? Um, you shared a great article about Brookfield. Um, oh, asset management. Buy, well, they're they're looking to take Brookfield properties private because they know there's deals you know, to be. They'll, they'll get hurt short term. When you look at the REITs, you look at BXP, you mm -hmm. look at Bornado, you look at Columbia, you look at Cousins, you look at Hudpack. Like they're all trading low despite still really good collections because everyone's just anticipating. And those rates even somewhat trade lower than the combined net asset value of the buildings, Yeah, right, right, which right. Is bananas. So right. if they were to be acquired right. or sold up, so why don't we just go buy out, buy a ton of REIT right now? Whoa, right? Yeah. not a stock advisor. No, no, no sorry, that is not financial advice by any means. I'm not I think this is how GameStop <laughs> happens. <laughs> we'll put it out on Wall Street bets. See if we can get the the retail crew in. So I think like there's. um Companies are look, and I I talked to people in San Francisco that were like bloodbath. So yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and New York, New York is hurting. Um, San Francisco is hurting. I haven't talked to LA or any of that, but I think it's like very market by market. Obviously, the sentiment and regulation, and obviously, you know, lockdown policies are so different state yeah. by state. So even you know, cities are doing different things, but um. Here in Boston, which is uh, kind of middle of the road in terms of, I think, its handling of COVID, it was good to hear. Now, mm -hmm. we, we have the benefits of life sciences and things like that um, that have don't really have an option. Um, but it was a lot of tech companies we were hearing that were taking more space. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, whoa, 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 yeah, there, there are a lot of companies expanding. Um, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity right now. If your company's not doing that well, growth rates have slowed. It's a good opportunity to punt that off the books, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good opportunity yeah. to get rid of space. Right. They expect a handful of folks, you know, that was working to an absolute flurry of activity in the next two quarters, right? You're going to see a lot of, you might see subleases flood the market for sure, because folks are rethinking what their space looks like, but they're going to be as many, if not more. You know, leases being taken to those subleases as as they start to change hands. Yeah. So for every company that that hasn't been doing well, these there's there's a there's a bull in it and a company that's doing extremely well right there. Yeah. Um, and then on the construction side, you know, if you want to think about a SPAC target, TI and construction is going to absolutely boom on a on a office suite 
level because companies like ours are starting to rethink their space. We're we're oh, in market sure. taking new space, right? There are a lot of companies that yeah. are taking new space, but our space is going to look a little different. Sure. Um, yeah. We're going to take more spaces. It, it'll be a little bit more efficient. We'll have some of those collaboration pods and the zones yeah. taking some of the learnings. Um, but there's going to be a flurry of activity. Um, but again, it's a good opportunity. That's You're going to see subleases hit. That is brokers, though, talking about for sure. Book to some degree. Uh, it is. Although, we it was it was from a broker and a, yeah, brokers and a landlord. But yeah, both said flurry of activity. Right. But right. yeah, for sure, leasing brokers they're they're always trying to just uh, win business and their yeah, sharks. Yeah. And I like that about yeah. it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Um, but I do think uh, I don't know the so much of to your point. Like when companies aren't doing well, you want to get the the rent off your books. And where this situation was so different than the financial crisis or the dot com boom, some of those where you know holistically an industry is hurt. Some companies are doing are, incredibly well. They're doing real yeah, well, yeah, right? Yeah. So they're. It's not like, hey, we need to annihilate expenses. And when you think about annihilating office as an expense, when you're doing really well, what you're doing is your most important expense is your people. And you're saying, like, we're willing to take significant risk mm -hmm. on our human capital investment that maybe they will want this. Like, I don't, I don't see a ton of upside for the short-term cost savings. So I think that's why... The biggest thing the market's yeah. going to run into is wait and see, which we're hearing a ton of. Yeah, it's if you like, don't have to make yeah, a decision I'll do a year, now, I'll it. do yeah. a two year, yeah. but I don't yeah. want to do a five yeah, year. Flexibility is key. Right? Yeah, flexibility Because who does want it? Like, they don't, they don't want to In do general. that right now. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. All right. Last question before we wrap. Kevin, mm -hmm. uh, Dogecoin guy or no? No, no. I got out of the coins uh, crypto the, two, three years ago. Just the worst time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Bought out of the top. I, I sold all the coin I had three years ago. Pennies? Bitcoin, though. Coin, not Dogecoin. Not Doge. Uh, no. Are you yeah. familiar with Doge? Doge I don't Doge know Doge what Dogecoin is, but. <laughs> you know Doge guy? No, no, no. You don't follow oh, Elon Musk? Uh, I Talk do not. Right now. I do not. Who let the Doge out? He's a brilliant guy, obviously, right? But uh, yeah, goes yeah, of course, yes, of course, Naturally. of course. But uh, of course. Uh, lunatic, gotta give, gotta lunatic. give Alon his hat, needed hat tip. <laughs> so I'm watching, Thanks for I'm watching for producing it live, this podcast. live right now. Ever since we mentioned Doge on the show, ten mm. percent spike. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. All right, Tom. I, I don't know. I have nothing else left for today. So. 